Blog Talk Radio. On the ground, you're a bird in flight With your fist holding tight To the string of your kite Oh, let's go fly a kite Up to the highest height Let's go fly a kite And send it soaring up Welcome to another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the geek girl's perspective, and I am the head honfress, and uh, well, uh, we're back on our regular schedule, no more March Madness for the sexy witches. <laughs> I, did, I did four shows in a row, and uh, that was one in February and three in a row in March, and then that took a little break, but we're back to our regular bi-monthly schedule ladies and gentlemen so we and boy do we have a lot to talk about because i'm flying a fucking kite motherfuckers yes i am because i am flying high because i will tell you that convention season has gone off with a bang this year and there's so much geekdom in april it's flooded flooded with cool shit i can't believe how much stuff is happening this month and normally, April is my least favorite month of the year. It's so bad. People get sick. People die. Aww. Actually, they are getting sick and die. I mean, that horrible things. Every major war has started in April. Hitler's birthday was in April. So my I was born in April. Was in April. <laughs> Early April. And Queenie was born in April. Oh, but you're, are you an Aries or a Taurus, though? I'm a Taurus. I'm on the so Aries Taurus. Test, so I got a little bone. But but yeah. you got out of it. You actually are a Taurus, so you get a pass. It's yeah. Aries is the problem. The Taurus is <laughs> oh, their own head. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah no, it's Elliot an, said, it's right April is said. the cruelest month. That's right. Oh, that's right. Cool. <laughs> and, and unlike Halloween, Valpurgis Night is a lot scarier and a lot more deadly. So, you know, that's also mm-hmm. April, if you believe in that kind of stuff. But anyway, I digress, because let me bring on, we're already talking, my sexy witches. Erin um, Marie cannot be on tonight, though. I did give her an assignment. She's not feeling well, but the premiere of iZombie is tonight, which we are all huge fans of iZombie, and I think. At least I am, and I know Aaron is. Aaron Kogan. I do enjoy you? the show. Oh, Queenie does So, um, she's on the cusp. You can hear the on the cusp. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, I'm going to have her watch the show and maybe around 1030 call in with the, like a five-minute review and see how, how the season three premiere went. But in the meantime, I'll be seeing all my sexy witches for the evening. Uh, in Eugene, Oregon, we have Queenie. Ta- oh, I'm sorry, Wait. Queenie. 
I'm in Seattle, Seattle now. <laughs> Washington. Wow. Rewind that. Yep. Skip it, reverse it. Uh, woo. <laughs> I'll do one of those little record skips that uh, my friend does on her show. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's try this again. Okay. All the way on the West Coast in Seattle, Washington, uh-huh, is my sexy wear witch, a writer for Living Dead magazine, aspiring filmmaker, published author. I look for her at live action role play events and look for her wolfy attitudes and personal writings on her popular blogs and YouTube channel. Please welcome to the show the sexy wear witch, Queenie Todd. How you doing? Oh. That's pretty good. I would give that a 6.5. It's not my best howl. I'm I'm a solid seven. A solid seven. Yeah, I give it a seven. It it was good enough. It's not my best. No, it's good enough for our show. So, and and um, like I said, Erin Marie was not able to join us tonight, but we are going to have three sexy witches on at least at all times tonight because the first part of this hour we are brought, uh, joined by my uh, sexy warlock uh, cousin from Orange County. He's my LA correspondent. He's on the show on a regular basis, and look for him is to play pirates, and he's in Shakespeare plays in Orange County, and he's also singing later times, and he's done, and look for him basically at every awesome media convention that there is, including SCGC and, well, the you know, Disney or whatever. So we love him. Oh, yeah. Please welcome to the show my sexy warlock, the cousin, Aaron Kogan. How are you doing, sir? I am very well. Good evening, witches. How goes it? It's going. We're all having drama, but we're here because the show must go on, <laughs> right. as they say. I mean, I, I just, I just plug the show on until I fall down. You know, that's what I have to do. Right. You know, I was show just must listening. Go on. Well, you know what? I was really feeling down because our numbers for this year's season so far, our listeners are overall are down a little bit, and I was a little bummed about oh that. But I was listening to uh, John Landis on the movie Crypt, which was Adam Green and Joe Lynch's show, which if you haven't listened to that podcast, oh, my God, it is so good. It is is everything that I would want this show to be if I was able to have money and access to people that are awesome. (laughs) Um, His 200 200 episode was – Adam Green's episode was talking to his hero, John Landis, which if you've ever – listen to director John Landis speak even a little bit. He's one of those people that you just want to put in a room, sit him down, just sit there with coffee, and don't say a word. Just let him go. He is one of the most interesting people on the planet. I would say that him and John Waters are the two coolest people on the planet, and uh, at least when it comes to speaking. Um, and, and he just the show his episode. He doesn't listen to the episodes. But um, Adam Green was talking about throwing the whole talent, and he said this to us at – also, at, uh, when we were at Monster Mania, he was mentioning how hard it was to keep the show going, and he has, uh, you know, and he does his show once a week, which is even more insane. We do it twice a month, um, and but he's gotten like, but John Landis was so inspiring, like like his drive and his inspiration, and listening to him talk, and listening to them listen to him talk, and they decided to keep the show going. Yay, guys! Please keep the show going. We're, I, your show is amazing. I, Adam Green and Joe Lynch are two of the coolest people uh, in the planet, I would say, when it comes to films and horror directors, especially listening to Adam Green at Monster Mania, because he truly is an independent film director, and he works his ass off just to get his film seen sometimes. <laughs> you know, 
Uh, so, it, you know, it's just like, it's totally inspiration, guys. So, you know, I got to keep going. You can't stop it. I got to keep a positive attitude and keep this shit moving along because, you know, right. people, with the, people with the drive are the ones that survive, and they don't always are the ones with the most talent. It's the ones that keep going. You know, so yes. you not know. how fast you get there. It's that you keep well, going. Well, you know, you know, you know, we, you know, half of it's luck and half of it's luck you make. You know, so yeah. there's that too. Um, so anyway, so we've got to talk about WonderCon tonight before we get too crazy, because uh, at 9:30 we're going to switch gears and talk about Cinema Wasteland, which is the big. It's kind of cool because WonderCon is like San Diego Con light. It's like the hits, the new, what's happening, the, edge, the pulse, what's coming up, maybe not now, but in a couple years, you're gonna, the stuff is going to be huge kind of stuff. And then you have the reverse, Cinema Wasteland, which is the old, the vintage, the reminders, <laughs> the nostalgia, the memorabilia. Yeah. It's all the cool, you know, cool little indie stuff that like, got all this started. So completely different shows. Completely, and we're going to talk about both of them tonight. So, Mr. Kogan, you have the yes. floor, sir. Talk about your ha- your your day at, or your weekend at WonderCon in Anaheim, California. Well, um, yeah, I think you you put it right. Um, it is a lot of the new and the now. Uh, the one complaint or criticism, I guess, I've heard from people recently is WonderCon is becoming more and more like Comic-Con. The criticism of Comic-Con being it's too big, it's too Hollywood. And you can see it creeping into WonderCon, but it's still kind of a little slower pace. It's still a little more oriented on the comics and the art and the artists and the writers. And that's something that we really need to hold on to and cherish. I, I, I can't stress this enough. Go to your local comic book store. Go now. Well, okay, after this blog radio cast. Go to your local comic book store. Tell them what you Better like. Yet, download us. Listen to us while yeah. you're in queue. And say, hey, Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches sent you. Because we are yeah. a huge fan of comic books. On a comic book huge. store. So, I I, I'm not a comic fan like that. Like, I can't go into comics like you guys can, but I love action figures and dolls, and that's all mm. lives in the same places. And gaming, of course. Tabletop yeah. games, you know, all that shit. So, anyway, I digress. Keep going, Aaron. Right on. Well, all that's represented there as well. Lots of gaming, a uh, little contingent of anime. As always, uh, the cosplay is so much fun to watch. Later on, uh, either tonight or tomorrow, I will be uploading photos to the Sexy Witches page of some really fun cosplay. Um, Speaking of the artists and people that we got to meet there, uh, there was a lovely gentleman with a new book out that we met. His name is Jeremiah Burley. And he has uh, an interesting comic book that he's done himself independent uh, called Morning Star Volume 1, Welcome to Heaven, which is actually available at Amazon.com if you want to go take a look at it right now. But uh, I'll post a picture of that. And it was just kind of emblematic of what WonderCon is all about. We stopped. We talked with him. We saw his art. We picked up his book. We looked at it. Natalie bought a copy. Um, That's 
kind of what WonderCon's all about. And then you do the same thing when you bump into, say, a couple of sisters who are reimagining Alice in Wonderland, and they're doing this really interesting take on it where one sister goes down the rabbit hole and one sister doesn't, and uh, there's really cool art to go with it. And that's just stuff you can't find anywhere else. And that's why WonderCon rules. Uh, I also picked up a couple books for myself. I got uh, the deluxe edition of Matt Wagner's Trinity, which uh, is kind of a retelling of the first time Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman got together. And I got uh, The Spirit Returns, which has gotten all kinds of rave reviews. Uh, The Spirit is kind of my gateway drug for comic books. That's what got me into it. Uh, My dad got me hooked. So this is the new stuff, uh, both by Matt Wagner. I picked mine up at the comic book uh, Defense League booth because everything supports Comic Book Defense League, which fights censorship here and abroad very important organization and every uh, book comes with a a signed book plate from the author so it's kind of cool well great so the comic book sounds like it was choice this year Um, that's always a positive Um, so go ahead I was going to say and there is some news on the uh, the movie and TV front as well Um, excellent uh, not as big obviously as San Diego International Comic Con, but uh, the stars of Gotham were there, and they actually showed the first 15 or so minutes of the next episode. They're still in the Mad City season, and apparently we're going to get much more into Riddler upcoming, and uh, they gave some hints as to Bruce Wayne's arc, so that's pretty interesting. And then I guess the big news... I'm sorry. I was going to say, was Robin Lord Taylor there? No. No. Oh. no he is so much not. fun. He's so much fun to, like, listen to talk because he's, like, young for one of these things. Yeah. So he's, like, really into it. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I'm a geek and I'm on stage. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy who plays Edward Nigma, Corey Michael Smith. Who is? Yeah, uh, he's cool. I think my wife's favorite uh, it was there, and uh, like I said, we're going to get much more Riddler. She also really likes, um, yeah, you, uh, the gentleman you were mentioning who plays uh, Penguin, Robin Taylor Lord. Yeah, Robin, Robin Taylor Lord. I always met. I said Robin Lord Taylor, but it's Robin Taylor Lord, I believe. Is yeah. that right? I think so. I don't watch the show, so I only you know. I've only I've only seen the first season. All the way through. I haven't watched the second season yet, though. The first season uh, was okay, but it got better. And now they're into the Court of the Owls, which is really interesting Batman stuff. So, well, like we'll have oh, 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 and they recently uh, <laughs> announced, I almost forgot, uh, they recently announced uh, Alexander Siddig, who um, true geeks will remember as Dr. Julian Bashir from Deep Space Nine, and then recently yeah. as uh, the leader of the Martells in Game of Thrones. Well, yep. briefly, the leader of the Martells. I was going to um, say, it didn't last coming. very long. Yeah, <laughs> no, unfortunately. But um, he's coming to Gotham as well as Rasha Ghoul, arguably the coolest Batman villain of all fucking time. So that's well, pretty he, fucking exciting. 
Well, I always love Tatiana anyways. I mean, the whole, you know, she's on such a badass. You know, uh, oh, my God. So, anyway, that's cool. So, um, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, we still got plenty of time yeah, yeah, here. Just briefly, I should mention um, there was horror represented as well. Uh, the new uh, Annabella 2. Um, right. I'm trying to remember what the uh, what the subtitle for that is. Con- Oh gosh, I don't remember, but I got a really cool poster that I'm gonna uh, put a picture <laughs> up of on the website. Um, but there was a trailer for that and a new director, so maybe cool. And then the big news is Wonder Woman. Uh, the new trailer dropped, yeah. and it looks fucking good. Uh, fingers crossed, mm-hmm. because you know the, yep. the the rule in geekdom is odd-numbered Star Trek films suck. Even ones are good. <laughs> um, Marvel live action films good. Marvel animated films suck, and DC the opposite. DC animated films good. DC live films generally suck. But oh, maybe this will break the curse. Fingers that, crossed. That reminds me. I, I, it's not on the calendar because I think it's actually I think early May, right before they drop uh, the movie. But they're re-releasing in the theaters the DC version, the animated Wonder Woman that came out in the 90s. And, and I am really, really excited oh, cool. to take people to see it because it's so good. Have you ever seen yeah. the, the – the, it's so good. It's oh, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. so I, I'm really – like, I'm so psyched for lots of – oh, my God. I bet you, you know, Wonder Woman drops right before uh, Awesome Con here in DC. I don't even mm. want – last – Last year, it was a sea of fucking Harleys. I'm sure this year. Yeah. And yeah. there was a lot of Wonder Woman, a lot of Wonder Woman already, So because uh, of the Batman versus Superman movie. But now, oh, my God, right. we're going to see all of it. But, you know, if I was ever going to do Wonder Woman cosplay, I wouldn't do Wonder Woman. I would do her as her um, her pilot, like like with her hair up in a bun with <laughs> the glasses and the little suit, like the business suit. I've always liked yeah. that look on her, you know, <laughs> Diana and Diana Prince. You know? Yeah, I would yeah. I would rather do Diana Prince than actually Wonder Woman. I don't have the figure. I'm not I'm not like I'm not I'm not Daisy Duke. I'm not Linda Carter. You know, <laughs> no way. So. DC recently did a, a release of. Um, heroine and villainous bombshells and the one for Wonder Woman is kind of reminiscent of Rosie the Riveter We Can Do It and that okay. seems to be a pretty popular cosplay Wonder Woman I like and the DC bombshells line period I yeah. love their poison their poison yeah. ivy is awesome Harley looks great uh, yeah, I really love the bombshells line, and I love when people cosplay that, and I love it when people cosplay Arkham Asylum Harley Quinn. Yeah. Because the steampunk Harley Quinn is my favorite Harley Quinn, and it's from that video totally. game. I didn't even play that video game very much, but I loved her look in that in that video game. She looks so cool. She looks cool. adorable. So, yeah, it, you know, but I get why everyone did the movie, because everyone saw that cosplay. I mean, they sold the movie on that cosplay. You know, yeah. <laughs> they really did. Uh, so I won an Oscar a, for that cosplay. <laughs> I was just going to say, as a friend of mine loves to needle me, Star Trek Beyond got dick. And in this <laughs> most darkest of all fucking timelines, Suicide Squad is a fucking Oscar winner. God help me. Are you yeah, all right? Are you feeling a little no, fuzzy? No, no. Just put a wallet <laughs> under my arm. 
He hasn't recovered yet. This is like, and and it's mad at me. Like, it's my fault because I called it. I called it on the show. I said, this is what's going to go down. And he was like, no, it ain't going to happen. And I'm like, the 50 new creatures. And I'm like, no, as soon as I saw the front runner, (laughs) just. Cry, cry, cry. Oh, well. Well, You know, well. Hey, we're getting our, we're getting our, 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 like, you know, our, our Harley Quinn Poison Ivy lesbian rampage movie because of that movie. Yeah. So, so there is, there is a lining to the all. Yes. Except it's probably going to suck like the rest and you know, they're going to pull their punches and you know, they're, you know. You know, do it yeah. right. You gotta B movie it out. Like, you know, they should just do totally. a fucking you know, B movie it out. Tarantino so, that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Has I everyone mean, here you know, seen Killer Joke, the animated killer joke now? Yeah. Killing joke. Yeah, we yes. talked we've talked about I it on loved the show. It. Yeah, we talked about yeah. it after Comic Con. Can anyone please tell me why it got an R? Because I just recently rewatched it again. And I I can totally understand a PG thirteen I don't understand why it got an R. For fuck's sake, Batman and Robin had more batnip than Killing Joke. Why did he get I'm, an R? I, I think it's mm. language because twice I think they drop an F bomb, and that makes oh. that's actually an automatic R to get you. Yeah, you're right. Safe, a, P, it, the, a lot of people get this wrong, but it, it used to be the standards were PG-13. You're allowed to say one fuck and still be PG-13 if. It's out of context and does not refer to actual sexual act. So you can say fuck off, but you can't say I want to fuck you. Okay. What's okay. Well, you know, so, I, I never understand those rules. So they do. I do think he drops two. There's like two separate F-bombs in that movie. I'm pretty sure. I think the villain in the beginning, he does it. The one that she has the affair with and then. Mm. You know, I think uh, Joker is later. I'd have to rewatch it, but there is it does make an R. But it, yeah, no, you're right. I actually let my daughter watch some of it with me. She didn't have any problems with it. it I mean, there's yeah. they 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 the the the, the one you know, obviously there's the one sequence which they do pull their punches. Matter of fact, they actually made it creepier doing what they did in mm. the movie because you know I like it. Uh, it works. Yeah. I mean, but. Yeah. I actually don't. I don't issue have an issue with. He is a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we should not be thinking of Bill, a, a, a Joker as a as a superhero. I mean, he's not. He's That's a right. horrible, horrible, nope. horrible person. He's a villain. He's and his stated goal is to bring Gordon down. His stated yep. goal is to prove that everyone is just like me. That's just one bad day away. And, you but, know, I, I'm yep. totally okay with that. I just, yeah, well, but, you know, uh, I just hope no matter what, as controversial as Killing Joke was, I, like I said, I had no problems with it. Some people I know didn't like it at all. And a lot of people hated yeah. the opening sequences with Batgirl and the whole side story and all that. But, you know, whatever. They had to flesh out a book that's very, very thin. Yeah. I, read, I read that book, I think, in an hour, <laughs> you know, the first time I read oh, it. Oh, yeah. It was like, <laughs> over, you know. Absolutely. So, you know. You know, so they had to flesh it out. But the silver lining is, no matter what, we're going to get more Kevin Conroy and more yeah. Mark Hamill doing Batman yeah. and Joker. Who doesn't want that? I mean, who doesn't want these guys <laughs> to do more more shit? Because those guys are the best at what they do. And they're they're not that old. They can still do this shit. They are badasses. I actually wanted... 
I actually thought Kevin Conroy, because they were talking about hiring an older person to play Batman for a while, and he's not that much older. That, you know, he's like mm. early 50s. I actually thought he could play Batman for real in, in an older yeah. Batman movie, like a Batman Forever kind of situation. I think that would be He's got the draw for it. He's, I, you he, know, I've oh, met yeah. him at Comic-Con, got his autograph, and yeah. He looks like he could I, pull off Batman just fine. I, I I was like when when they were talking about Ben Affleck for the role, I'm like, no, nah, dude, put, hire Kevin. No. He could do this role. Yeah, he could have. Anybody could have done Poor that. Poor Affleck. I have no Poor. problems with Ben Affleck as Batman. Okay, he was the only really? thing that got uh, me through really? that movie. Really? <laughs> he was the only really? thing that got him. me through. Okay, I, uh, I didn't like the movie itself, but there's one action sequence, which doesn't make sense. Okay, so there's this huge, long, boring-ass action sequence between Superman and <laughs> fucking Batman, right? And it goes on yep. forever. And then some stupid thing about their moms having the same name, and they go, oh, yeah. right. and what the fuck? What the so hell was that to, about? Jeez. Yeah, I know. So they go <laughs> to rescue his mom, right? And there's, like, this huge rescue sequence to get, like, Superman's mom at, or is it Superman's mom you saving? Yeah, it's saving Superman's yeah. mom, right? Martha Kent. That right. sequence was so much better, well cut, and edited tighter than the entire movie that preceded it. Like and then it goes back I to being a double agree. mess again. I don't understand why. Why was that sequence different than the rest? Did somebody else direct that sequence? Because it was I don't know, but it, it, it the choreography it was good. Right. Like that Affleck was good uh, in that sequence. It, it, yeah. It, it, well, he it, didn't have a single it, line of dialogue, so I agree it was one of his best performances <laughs> in that movie. But um, I don't think Ben that, Affleck would have bad as Batman. I, it, it, oh, you know, I think he was trapped in Zack Snyder. He was Snyder so not movie. good. Not only yeah. was he not good, but they, they twisted the character of Batman yet again. <laughs> Batman doesn't kill yep. people. Batman's the guy no, saying no guns. That's the script. Okay? That's not Ben Affleck's fault. That's the script's fault. The script I agree crap. with you. Okay, the script to that movie is crap, crap, crap. It's like a lot. It like An actor can only do so much. Overblown. And I'd like to correct you on, on, on one thing. One thing. Ben Affleck, Batfleck is not the best thing in that movie. Gal Gadot, or Gal Gadot, uh, as Wonder Woman, is definitely the best thing in but if Batman you take versus a pee, Superman, Dawn of Justice, take, the worst title ever. If you ever. take a pee at the wrong time, you miss her entire <laughs> performance. That's fair. And, you know, that's the problem with it. Like, she is in it for, like, a couple minutes, but, you know, you don't really get to know her, you know. <laughs> it's okay. like. I do you get know. to know that's like, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. It's almost 9.30. My next guest is going to be on soon, Aaron. So wrap up your WonderCon and, and talk about what you're going to do. I know you were thinking about going to Monster Palooza, which is this weekend. Oh, I fingers believe. crossed. I would. Really yeah. like to get to Monster Palooza in Pasadena uh, this Saturday. So many ridiculously good people there, and oh my uh, god, the lineup is incredible. Mm. I mean, I have it on my convention calendar, obviously, but let's talk about it now since I have you on the line. Um, sure. So first of all, headlining is they're doing a whole like like huge Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective, and every yeah. major person 
that has to do with Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And that includes Robert Langland and Heather Langenkamp are going to be at this thing. They're doing photo ops and makeup. It's like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> so Robert England, Heather Langenkamp, and this is our Where is Kane Hodder? Kane Hodder's in Monster <laughs> Palooza in Pasadena. So, uh, are are you be still there. giving away a VHS tape if you – Fine. No, okay. I, I, okay. Have, I have, actually, I have one left. I have one left I can give out. That's it. Mm. I'm, I'm out. I gave out almost all of them. Oh, uh, so does that apply Peterson, this weekend or not? So Cassandra Peterson is also going to be there, and then Tom Savini, and then nice. V. Neal, who I was really shocked, Aaron, you didn't know who V. Neal was, because V. Neal is like one of my heroes, and and reason yeah, why I, I fell in love with I fell in love with makeup effects because of V. Neal. She did all of Tim Burton's early stuff, including Scissorhands and Beetlejuice, which she won an Oscar for Beetlejuice. And uh, she also did The Hunger Games. Uh, so all that hair and makeup her. Uh, you know, she made that braid, like her and her staff, that, that Katniss Everdeen braid that's going to haunt us forever. <laughs> you know, um, you know uh, what else? She hired Roy Woolley from Face Off. Uh, you know, so mm. there, there's that. She gave my boy a job. <laughs> you know, we like that. Uh, you know, uh, what else has she done? She's done everything. Oh my God, she's so cool. And and so she's going to be there. So if you go, listen to her panel. Listen to this little oh, yeah. talk. She is so brilliant, and she's very into her craft, and she's so cool. And then of course Tom Savini is actually a guest of honor this year. Usually he's working these shows, but this year he's like getting. They're like. Mm, Doing, they're giving him a lot of love, so I'm happy about that because I like giving Tom Savini a lot of props. So, makeup artist, fuck yeah. So, you know, and, um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, uh, she's also going to be a part of Moon 30. Uh, I guess they're going to be doing uh, vampire makeup from The Lost Boys Recreated. Yeah, I, I have to look. Yeah, they're just, I, I mean, it's truly fantastic. So if, if people are in the Pasadena area, April 7th through the 9th is Monster Palooza. And it's an, just an amazing lineup. And the minute people I've just mentioned are just the take. Oh, by the way, Queenie, the Soska sisters are going to be there doing makeup seminars. So, cool. you know, I know. I love you those ladies. Yeah, I know you do. So, I mean, so Indy is definitely represented. I, I gave the big names, but it's a huge lineup, and there's so many people going to be there. It's just ridiculous. So, um, like I said, this is a great month to be a geek, guys. I mean, there's just so much good happening, uh, you know, up. And so, Aaron, I am going to let you go, and I hope you get into Monster Palooza if you do. But Fingers you crossed. Will, but no matter what, we're going to see you in two weeks on our next episode because we are going to review the the new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000. So I can't, can't wait to wait. talk. Can't wait. This is something that we've been fantasizing about <laughs> for 20 years. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I can't wait. You and Eric Polk, Dollar Bin Eric Polk, are going to come on the show and we're going to talk crow and servo and 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 just just bliss hopefully yeah. let's just pray for bliss anyway sweetie so <laughs> have a good one and have a good night girls talk have to you soon bye bye and, and hang your hang yourself up and see you in two weeks okay yeah. bye. all right bye peace 
That was my cousin going somewhere. I'm, I don't. Oh, he's going to go is. cast some magic my cousin, He's gone. He wants to go hang with his wife, which, you know, people like to hang with their wives sometimes. Not all. I don't know what that's like, but, you know, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it'd be cool, I guess, to go hang with I like hanging with my hubby. I would like to do that sometimes. It would be good. Actually, we're talking about doing something next week. We might be going to Niagara Falls for four days. I'm going to go. Oh, cool. Look, I'm going to go do some uh, dark rides that are up there. There's six of them. I'm going to do three of at least three, maybe four of them on there. So, <laughs> so it's, Very cool. I'll, give a, I'll give a report back on that for sure. Because, you know, I'm, it might even yeah. be my first article for uh, House of Tortured Souls. So, um I have to talk to John about that. Anyway, I digress because we are now at the 9.30 hour, and we are going to switch gears from the new, the hip, the happening to the old school vintage and 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 nostalgic. So we are going to talk about Cinema Wasteland. I'm going to bring on a person. I don't know which one this is, but we'll figure out in a second. <laughs> Hello. You are on with the seven uh, Sexy Wishes 586 area code. Hey, it's me. Me? May. May. Oh, May. Yeah, Hi, May. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, so welcome. This is Maybell. She's one half of Maybell and uh, James Bell, who are part of the Nutsack series of shorts. And uh, so she's our guest tonight. So welcome to our show. You're on with the sex. Welcome to the How show. You doing? Welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being on the show, and let me bring on my other uh, co-host for the evening for the next half hour. We also have my girl, the sexy vampire, which is on, uh, Bonnie Nat Pavoni. How you doing, girl? Hey, girl. Hi, Bonnie. I'm on the road. I'm on the. I'm in. I'm breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Oh well, don't, don't die on air. <laughs> it might. Uh, it might be good radio, but I don't want that on my conscience. So, uh, you know. Oh well, I'll be, be home with that. Uh, I am going to so, be very careful, but I. I gave you my word. I'd call in right around now. So. Yeah. <laughs> what so do I do? Here. It's like loyalty or or bars. I don't know. These choices well, that, I mean, I, you, you, you've done this. Look what you did to me. You made me have to make this choice. Catherine, what is <laughs> Well, let me talk to me. I will, I will get, we'll get this ball rolling. You, and when you're at nice. a safe place to join us or, and, and actively be part of us, Sexy Witches mm-hmm. coming tonight, you can please do so. So, May, may I ask about your film company, first of all, and and how you got involved with Cinema Wasteland? Because there seems to be a – I was reading up on the web a little bit about you, and there seems to be a lot of love between you and Cinema Wasteland. Yeah, uh, we got started as just having fun, just doing stuff on our own, not even thinking that we could possibly make movies for – to reproduce and sell. Uh, it was something we just – had a passion in doing and just started doing it. And then I'm not even sure how it happened. It just all happened so fast. Um, <clears throat> it was our first in the wasteland was probably three years ago, but we fell in love with it immediately. Probably one of the better conventions I've gone to. Uh, so what makes it different? Than, I mean, we obviously have talked about Simon Wasteland here quite a bit on this show. Uh, Bonnie is a regular there. And, uh, 
I have several friends that go to the wasteland. It's always one of the um, jewels of the nostalgia crown, especially last year, because last year I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, Street Trash, and especially the makeup artist, uh, Jennifer Aspinall, and she came on my show. It was so cool. So thank you for being on my show as well. I always appreciate representation from Cinema Wasteland. So talk about your kind of movies you make. They kind of look like, you know, like a husband and wife trying to murder each other a lot. At least what it looked like initially, I'm sure, with some really cool artwork. Right? The poster is really cool. So talk about that, too. It's so unusual. Yeah, our it's we kind of do a lot of different things. So, I mean, the first manure was not so much us killing each other. Then tantrum definitely turned into that. Um, Nutsack is us kind of team up together. And then... The other ones are probably going to be a little bit more of the same of us teaming up together. Uh, we plan on doing a Nutsack 3, and then we're going to also do a couple more tantrums where you've probably cool. seen a lot of the artwork for um, that one. Freddie Fun Buns, he did the art for those movies. Amazing. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that. So this, I, I was thinking this is like one of your second or third film, and I know that this is your second time you've screened at Cinema Wasteland, so they must like you as well, apparently. Um, what's your reception like? I mean, like, what is the crowd like at Cinema Wasteland? Because, I mean, these guys are like not your usual film geeks. These guys are like deep divers. Some of these things that they talk about at, at Cinema Wasteland are go over even some of my most suave Poor geek guests and friends on the show. I'm always amazed it's in a wasteland. So, I that's what I love about Cinema Wasteland is it's true lovers for the genre, and they show such a true passion in this. It's a love for the art. And so what made you love the art? I mean, what did you decide, hey, you know, you said you were making videos just for the fun of it, not thinking that it would ever actually move onwards, but what made it move onwards? Did somebody, did the right person see it, or are you just said, yeah, hey, I'm going to give it to a, go ahead. Uh, my husband was doing uh, YouTube videos, and he had a channel, and it kind of just caught on from there, all from YouTube. They're just like, hey, wait a minute, put this together, and. Mm-hmm. So we ended up putting together his first movie, and Facebook is an amazing thing. It just took off from there. So he, he just would kill you a lot in his films. Like when you when I notice that he he kills yeah, you a lot, especially in Tantrum. Is there are you guys working out some issues, or is it just that Tantrum has um some uh, maternal kind of uh, themes in it? I'm sorry, this one broke up for me. Oh, I broke up on you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, I was wondering, I, I was noticing that James kills you a lot, especially in Tantrum. And I was wondering if you guys, one, if you kind of, if you find that you uh, accidentally or on purpose will kind of work out some of your um, relationship issues that way, or or if it, or if the movie was just maybe saying something about, about um, it had like a maternal theme through it. Because I noticed there was there were a lot of scenes where you'd be sitting, you know, at a table, or you, your head would be covered, and your arms would be out. And there was something kind of maternal to me about that, but I couldn't tell if I was getting that correctly. Um, I think it was. I mean, it's hard to explain how, how that movie even happened, 
Um, yeah, they're all, a, they're all like a fever dream, right? Yeah. The way James works isn't really typical of, he kind of has an idea in his head and we, you know, we go into it of, okay, what are we doing tonight? And he's like, okay, well, this is where we're going to start. And then it just kind of progresses into that. I'm not sure if there was an intentional maternal mm-hmm. feeling to it. Mm-hmm. So does it seem, feel like more like stream of conscious, the way that he works? He just kind of goes with an inspiration and then lets it build maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And then we cool. just go from there. And then I, Okay. It, it started off as more, you know, in the beginning he was, okay, this is where I'm going with this. This is what we're going to do. And as we work together doing this more, you know, I get where he's going and what his ideas are. And I, we work together to get the point across and what we're trying That's to do. That's awesome. And you know what he, what he wants to get across because, you know, you guys are so connected. You can see it when anybody that, like, meets these guys in real life, like, they're, like, the cutest couple. They're so sweet and so humble and so, so awesome and personable. Like, they're, they're wonderful. So I fell in love with them. That's why I had to get May on the show for you, for you guys. So, Miss Maybell, may I ask you a question? So, um, yeah. I I don't I I'm learning about you a little bit. So I do apologize that if if this has been asked to you on a regular basis. But uh, you mostly act in these movies. Have you ever thought about switching up? Uh, do you direct on the other side? Um, actually, the way we work is it's kind of everyone doing everything. I wouldn't say so much as, like, I would direct. I'm not going to give myself that credit. But if I see something, I'm able to be like, hey, wait a minute, you know, like, let's take this here, here, there. And he's totally okay with that, and we go for it. As such is the nature of independent cinema, not only are you the director, you're also the gaffer, the makeup artist, the hair artist, and the costumer. Oh, and sometimes the editor and the line director as well. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> so, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, and food service. You're also food service, too. Uh, but uh, much love to you on that. Um, I was just wondering, because, you know, because it, it seems like when you look at the IMDb page, it always says director James Bell starring May Bell. And I'm like, you know, maybe you, you try it the other way. What would you uh, – what what kind of themes would you – in the future, you... though. Oh, of course. Is there I'm themes there not... now? I'm sorry? I was going to say, is there themes or something that you would like to explore in future movies also? Um, I definitely like the feel of Cantrum. I definitely like more of the artsy, dark feel, but strange. And I'd like to probably get back into that more. It helps that we're doing another Cantrum. But I, I, it's definitely my favorite, and I want to explore more in there. I'm excited too. I didn't know you were doing another tantrum, so I'm all woo because I I own that one. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one a lot. So, yeah, it's gonna be uh, tantrum two, tantrum of the demon. Great, <laughs> fabulous. So, uh, um, so are you going to? How could they find you at Cinema Wasteland this weekend if they wanted to we come say hi? We actually have a table. It's our first time having a table at Wasteland, and this is huge for us. So I'm beyond excited. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're sharing with a table with Rock Bottom, our friends also from Michigan. So you can find us at sure, a table. That's that great news. I hear it's hard to get a. I hear it's hard to get a table at Cinema Wasteland. That there's like a big waiting list. So that's really great. 
Yeah, I have. We're flabbergasted. I have no idea. It's amazing. <laughs> like I said, yeah. it seems like it seems like you get a lot of love for this little wasteland. They, you guys, love each other because I mean, you yeah, got you got a table. You're screening. I mean, that's fabulous. And I think go 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 find them. Go buy their stuff. Go say hi to these people. They need you know independent films. Support your independent cinema. And cinema wasteland support. Cinema wasteland is one of the better media conventions. And this year's lineup, if we want to talk strictly about the show itself for a few minutes, um, May, what are what are you most excited for um, as the show itself? Not counting all the cool awesomeness that you're gonna do while you're there. Like what panels or what people or what vendors are you? most excited to meet up with of course there's always the shenanigans and seeing friends because we all go to see our friends at these things too but uh the show itself talk about it a little bit if you want to um i'm probably really super excited for night of living dead 50 year reunion so it's going to be a fun that's a pretty big film for them to do because usually they do stuff like like Street Trash and, and Frankenhooker, and they're usually doing more cultish type films. So, and so technically, Night of the Living Dead would also fit in with that. This is just, I would say, maybe higher profile. But they did. A lot yeah. of people are coming out for this thing. I mean, what? We have every almost every living member of the cast coming to Snow Wasteland? I think yeah. we're just missing Romero, unfortunately. It sounds like for it's because. Pretty much everyone's going in Kyra, because Ky- Kyra is a is a regular actually. Kyra Shown, the little girl, the famous little girl in the movie, um, she's a regular as in the wasteland, so she's definitely going to be there. I can't wait to. She's awesome. She's great. So. Well, but I, yeah, I met, they, 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 I met Russ Striner at my very first convention at, at Horror Find. So that was one of the most interesting conversations I ever had, and I didn't even realize <laughs> it was him until we started talking about him looking. Like, you know, he didn't even know what graves he had hit his head on to die. Like, he didn't know that. That was just wow. Like, he, he just, like, he didn't remember. He's like, you know, but this guy, like his fans, this is how you knew us. This is how I knew horror geeks were real true fans. Uh, you know, he's telling me the story. Like, this guy, like, went, did research, found the exact grave that he hit his head on, took a photo, got it back, did a rubbing for him, like a brass rubbing. And gave it to him and said, "Here wow. it is. This is this is the tomb that you 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 were when you died. This is where it was." So I, I was like, "That is like you know, horror geeks, man. We're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we go all we go all the way. We go all out. Deep dive. So, uh, yes, yeah, so the wasteland's gonna be fun. Um, they've they've got Night of the Living Dead, but um, May, did you know that they were playing? They're gonna play the original Creep Show, and they're gonna play Evil Dead Two as well. Yeah, um, what? Well, uh, so uh, oh, I was just what what else are they doing besides I lost it. Uh, uh, there's so I don't know about panels. Let me see. Yeah, well there's of course there's going to be a panel for Night of the Living Dead. There's two showings mm-hmm. of Night of the Living Dead. They're showing it late, very very late. I think Saturday, but super late, like 1 a.m. or something. And if you miss that, I think you can catch it again maybe 1 p.m. or something like that on Sunday because. The um the schedule's already up, so I already checked it out because I have a, something going on on Friday. That's the only thing I lament is that yes, they're playing Creep Show, but it's at five o'clock on Friday, right when it opens. So I was like, oh, because so, <laughs> you want to run into the vendors. I want to go to Synapse, you know. I want to go and like get some prints and like and get another box set because I got that Tenebrae one, and now I have to get possibly the Demons. We were talking about that, Elizabeth. Uh, 
Miss Maybell, when does your movie screen? Friday night at midnight. midnight. Friday night at midnight. Awesome. Yeah. Midnight movie. What a nice place. That's awesome. You know what I also love about Cinema Wasteland is that they show, you know, you can go to a lot of film festivals, like the one that's near you coming up, uh, Miss Bonnie, uh, Salt City is going to have some really nice collection of 35 millimeter prints coming. I know. I I almost went. I almost went, but it's the week after Cinema Wasteland, so it's just a little too much. But I want to go. I want to go. It looks fabulous. Well, I'm, I'm going to be literally two and a half hours away from you. Oh my. You know that. Dude, did, did you know that the night before, so yeah, definitely, all day long at the Palace Theater in Syracuse, they are playing 35mm movies, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Awesome Others. I don't even want to remember because I'm going to freaking yeah, we'll, cry. We'll, but then, we'll talk the night about before, that though, later, but... But what I wanted okay. to say is that there's a lot of, we'll talk about it more a little bit down the road on this episode because I want to go back to Wasteland. But they, oh, the, sure. they go to the festivals sure. and see beautiful 35. Cinema Wasteland will show things in 16. And I they love do. that. Yeah, love it's that. fun. Love that. 16 is my favorite medium when it comes to film. I think it's the most beautiful. I think it's the best lighting. I mean, I, I don't know. There's something real about 16. 16 can be super intimate. And yet it can still do beautiful landscape shots, and it's got a little bit of a grime to it. And it just, I just love the look of, of 16-millimeter film. And they show, they're showing a nice collection of 16-millimeters this year at Cinema Wasteland. And we're going to talk about the other one, too, because we've got some film festivals to talk about, Bonnie. This is the film festival <laughs> season. It's so amazing. It is such a great day to be a geek. I mean, it <laughs> is really. But, but they're showing Not a good day for my wallet. Never a good day um, for my wallet, but <laughs> never a good, a good day, day for, for my mind. No, <laughs> my imagination. Oh my god, no, it's kind of crazy. I guess that <laughs> there's so much going on at Cinema Wasteland. Mm. It's like it's insane. I can't even like get into how like many things are happening there. But you know, um, what what is the, the this this weekend? And uh, oh, I'm looking at the list. Lloyd Kaufman is one of the headliners as well, and of course. My favorite guy in the whole world, Tom Sullivan. He's one of the regulars there. He was one of the first people I ever met at a horror convention. And what's amazing about Tom Sullivan, I met him once at a horror convention, and he still knows who I am to this day. How does he do uh, that? He he remembers everybody he meets, apparently. He's so cool. <laughs> I mean, he's such a good guy. Um, and Son of a Ghoul is going to be there. And, uh, you know, so he's always a regular. Um I'm trying to think. Is there anything else, Ms. Maybell, you want to talk about your film? Is there other screenings in other parts of the United States you might be able to see your movie? Or where can we find you online? Um, we aren't doing any screeners other than Wasteland at this point. Uh, we're going to be focusing on trying to make the next one as soon as possible. Um, but you can find us on Store Envy at Very Fine Craft TV. Oh, so you're on Exploitation TV, which is the Vinegar yes. Syndrome channel. Fantastic. We are huge fans of Vinegar Syndrome here. So, uh, you know, uh, so and they also are going to have a big presence at, at Cinema Wasteland as well. So hey, say hi to them for me. Uh, I met, uh, I've been ta- I met um, Mr. James Narath at the Days of the Dead, and he bought me a bunch of sold me a bunch of DVDs. So yeah, that's, those are the CVDs I was clutching onto Bonnie at Days of the Dead. I was like, ha-ha, I bought more porn than horror this year. <laughs> I'm like, you bought a lot of DVDs from that cute boy. 
it's purely I, I am I'm interested in a professional uh, 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 yes. manner, sort of. It's research. Well. I mean, you know. As well. Oh, well, it, and research of the sensual it, self. Well, it's always amusing to watch these old 70s porn movies. I mean, they're just so weird. <laughs> they're so, so weird. A lot of them are shot in 16, and they look awesome in 16. Like, you know, like the, yeah. the Pretty Peaches was shot in 16. It actually is a well-shot film for well, what it, it is. Was. So cool. You know? Actually, you know? <laughs> That's kind of actually, you know, I do. I have another question for May, if you don't mind, Elizabeth. Please, please. We've still got plenty still there, of time May? here. Is she? Um, yeah. yeah, I was wondering, yeah. outside of, you know, doing what you do with James, what is, for you personally, what is your favorite type of horror that you like to sit down and watch, if Elizabeth didn't ask you already and I missed it? No, that's a good question. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, My favorite is probably, I'm zombies. I'm Zombie. a lover of zombies. And oh, I'm the fast or slow, world. or does it not matter? <laughs> and slow, okay. Yeah, I, don't, I know, it's, it's, it's for what we do, it's definitely different, but. And the world movies are probably my thing. I just love the that kind of doomsday. Mhm, mhm. Do you like it for the social commentary, or is it just like just the 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 wriggling masses of nothingness, and you just kind of like the monsteriness of it? Um, it's both. It definitely both levels. for sure. Yeah. The social commentary and just the mass. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I love it. Well, it's definitely old school. We're going to have to catch one. Of, we're definitely going to have to get together and catch one of the screenings of Night of the Living Dead because I didn't know you were so old school. So, Well, yeah. uh, uh, have you guys seen – I finally saw uh, Train to Busan a couple days ago. Uh, yeah, have you guys seen? Yeah, good. It, it, it's as good as people were saying it is. It's a pretty darn good movie. It's I don't good. understand it's, why. It, it's everything that World War Z tried to be and completely failed at. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying, and I, I find that that's pretty adequate. Did you see that one, May? No, I haven't seen it yet. Train to Busan. It's yeah. It just dropped on Netflix finally. And it did. I, I missed it at Fantasia, it but I caught it on, on Netflix. So. Oh, that's yeah, awesome it, that it's on Netflix. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it's good. And is is The Wailing on Netflix yet? Yeah, it's not Zombies, yes, but it's, it, another, it's another Korean yes. film that was very strong last year. I have it in the top. It's like number one in my queue right now. I just haven't watched nice, it. Nice, yeah. I haven't finished it either. Yeah. Well, the yeah. problem is, is I have to watch it when Lily is not around, and I have a large block yep. of time because it's long and it's foreign. So you know, exactly. it, it does. I I can't watch it with her. You know, it yeah. took me three. Queenie, it took me three times to get through friggin' Baskin because of that. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. Where's Queenie? 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 You stop. Yeah, Queenie's being very quiet today, but she's actually there. I know. She's hiding. So, like, hiding in, there's there's a Queenie four beast. of us online. Queenie Believe beast not, in the bushes. There's four of us on this party. Yeah, pretty so. much. I'm the creeper <laughs> in the bushes watching everyone have fun. <laughs> no, she's in the bushes listening to me fail. <laughs> oh, no. It's no. okay. No, we're having fun. I actually, I pulled over. I'm, I pulled over. It's raining out here, and I'm just watching. Like, I'm in a tiny town, and there's like little street lights and little New England town, and I just kind of pulled over, and I'm just. Oh shit! Here. Is someone gonna kidnap you and take your brain out? Be careful. No, 
I live in a, I live in like a, a nice small town, not like no 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 not that kind of town. Oh no, get get out! Even though Get Out is shot in the south, it's supposed to look like Connecticut. So you know. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, so. Like, yeah. Actually, oh, anyway. May, do you do you and do you and James have kids? I forget. Yes, we do. We have a fourteen-year-old son. Yeah, and he gets involved in stuff, right? So how's that? And he he did he did for a little bit. Um, Does he like know. it? Uh, not so much anymore. He's kind of like that moody fourteen-year-old. My parents aren't cool. Gotcha. Type <laughs> mode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but how do you rebel from the rebellion? Ew, my parents like it's cover true. themselves it's in true. blood. It's true. His parents are the rebels. Poor kid. And, you know, and all the ki- all the other kids are like, your parents try to kill each other in movies. What's up with that? But then there's, but you know what? Those kids might not. Under- there's always one or two kids in there, like myself, that were like, wow, that was. They're the coolest parents I've ever met. <laughs> it's like the movie. It's like friend. the movie parents. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I would have been attracted. I would have been attracted to them as a teenager, anyways, because I was already into theater arts growing up. So you know, the idea that that these guys were actually making like little short horror shorts and stuff would have totally fascinated me, uh, especially mm-hmm. then because I had just discovered like modern slasher at that point. Because I remember I, I came into modern slasher much later in life, even though I was like 80, you know, I grew up in the 80s and I was at that era, but I was a little young, so it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Didn't watch very much of it. I like the older stuff. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, Maybell, are you doing other festivals after Cinema Wasteland? I, I'm sorry if you, ha- if you already asked that, but I always like to make sure that my listeners know where to find you. Personally. Um, he might be making an appearance for a little bit at uh, Motor City. Oh, nice! It's a it's a Detroit show. Um, that's maybe a really we're not good 100% show. Yeah, well, that's, that's not bad. I will. I don't I know. My love is my love is for Cinema Wasteland. <laughs> we're heading north ourselves um, in next weekend I'm going up to uh, Niagara Falls of all places so um, <laughs> so you know we're heading north see that because last weekend was Fan Expo I could have gone up there for that uh, so but uh, I'm going on a road trip time to do a road trip anyway so you know, May I would like to thank you for coming on the show and, and look for your movies Tantrum and look for her movies uh, what was the oh, nutsack? What's such an unusual name? Where did you get that name for your movie? I don't ask. My husband comes up with these names. I'm just like, okay. Yes, because <laughs> the, the first the first part of nutsack is the, he thinks about it. He's crazy. Yeah, the first part of nutsack is subtitled Lucifer's Cosmonauts. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, yeah, he's just having fun with it. I think. Yeah. He, well, I mean, it's like, and on the shorts program, Nutsack. Like, oh, well, we got to watch that. You know, we got to see what's <laughs> all about. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations on your success, my dear. And I hope you, uh, when you start getting your tantrum, the next tantrum movie going, and you're getting close to your final edit, please let us know. We can start plugging your stuff. Or if you have a, 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 a GoFundMe campaign or Kickstarter or something. Let us know. We'll share that for you. I appreciate it. This was so much fun. Thank you, guys. 
No problem. Thank you, May. Like thank you. We always support you, our sexy. It's all our sexy it's witches. Nice we like to protect stories. each other and, and back each other up. And you have a great cinema wasteland. Thank you. I'll see you thank soon, you. baby girl. Mwah. See you. Mwah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. That was, that was wonderful. You'll have to hang up. Uh, there she goes. And that was Miss Maybell, uh, Maybell uh, James and Maybell, who are the directors and writers and everything you can think of possibly uh, filmmakers. I, like, I called them filmmakers in my, blo- in my uh, blast because that's really what they are. They are filmmakers and they do shorts. And so go look for their current shirts, net back at Cinema Wasteland playing Friday night at midnight, motherfuckers. Great lineup. Friday night at midnight. That is such a choice spot. It is the best spot. I, I mean, that's like the first night, and, and everyone's jonesing to see a film at that point. So hooray. Congratulations on that. Bonnie, thank you for being on the show. And um, and so do we want to talk about uh, the, the Syracuse show really quick before we uh, change gears? Oh, we could. I don't know too much about it. I was just going to say oh. that um, in addition to all the amazing stuff they're playing that day, you, do you know what they're playing the night before? Did you read that? Uh, they, they're playing, they're the, actually, playing the Big Lebowski the night before. If you, there's like some right. special thing. I was like, okay. oh, my God. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like a lot this, of fun. This, so near you at the Palace Theater, it's all Theater in April 15th. I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most, this is a great film festival weekend. We're going to preview Chattanooga Film Festival in Tennessee also at 10:15 with Brad Slayton. He's going to call in and talk about that show, which is like fucking amazing. That show is mind blowing. Okay, mind blowing. I, I mean, I'm serious. Stay on for that. You're going to hear what this guy is about to do. I, 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 I'm jealous as fuck. I'm like, I want to get in the car and drive to Tennessee right now. It's that cool. But anyway. Salt City, though, has got a lot going for it because, first of all, it's got a lot, all the films are in 35 millimeter, which is nice. First one on April 15th starts at 1130 in the morning, and they run all day, and they're showing American Werewolf in London, and they do repeats, but, it, you know, runs away. American Werewolf in London, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Belly Timber, our boy Bobby Easley's Belly Timber. I really wanted there. to see that. I re- um, I love that they I loved and I thanked them I thanked them for throwing in a new one into um, you know the roster I thought that was a great idea. Yeah. So uh, oh my God. So Belly, congratulations to Bobby Easley and his cast and crew for having Belly Timber in this very fine choice company because it's also playing with Reanimator and From Beyond. Like oh my gosh. And and I so know. and and the lineup the the guest lineup is phenomenal. David Brian Yenza is gonna go, right? Yeah, John Dugan's there. Uh, who we got? We got two. David Mutilator. David Naughton, Yes, that's right. Uh, Ed, Edwin Farrell, Richard Band from uh, oh, oh, Richard Band from Beyond and Reanimator, the Richard Band, and mm-hmm. Brian Usna. Brian Usna, who mm-hmm. also was the executive producer on, was one of the producers on Dolls, also. So don't don't forget yep. Dolls, and they all never remember Dolls, but he also produced from Beyond and Reanimator. He was part of that whole. Uh, uh, empire thing he i would love to meet and pick his brain he's one of uh, he's one of those those producers that you know he's never been a super name but he's always in the trenches and he's always there and and believe it or not he actually knows about the madness which is kind because um, wow. he found out he found out that um one of our contestants i believe it was steve johnston who is writer 
he writes screenplays, and uh, he actually knows him and mentioned that I Dolls was my mascot film for the Madness that year. So I thought that was really, really cool. So he knows about the madness. So I would love That's fantastic. To yeah, so Brian Brian User, the producer of From Badon, Reanimator, and Dolls, like three of the best horror films that Charlie's band ever produced. Stuart Garden directed mm-hmm. Holy Fuck Shit. Yeah, I was going to say those films. are all Stuart Garden. I would want to know how those, those two working together. Yeah, because he yeah, definitely he's seems, he's, he's the old school type of producer, like you said, that has a lot yeah. of hands on, you know, really got yeah. involved. Because not all producers are like that these days, unfortunately. So, so if you're within driving distance of Syracuse, then go, and on, and you have nothing to do on an April fifteenth, you could go to the Salt City Film Festival and have a great time. So, I almost I like it, it's I'm on a family trip, and it's two and a half hours from Niagara Falls to Syracuse. It's almost out of the way for me to go. It's almost not. But I think I have to stick in Niagara with the family. <laughs> I am so excited to go. I know. I really, the sacrifices, I really want the to sacrifices meet, we make for the blood ones. <laughs> I really want to meet Brian Usna. Of, of all that list, he's the one I would like to meet. And yeah, me too. I, you know, and I would say, I believe Bobby Easley is not talking. One of his actors are for Belly Timber, but he's going to be there, I think. So I'd also say hi to our boy. And he, you know, he's always, you know, he's been on the show before. So congratulations to that. So that's a really awesome, awesome show. Uh, hey, Queenie, I know you've been really, really quiet, but I want to ask yeah. you something. Talk okay. about, talk about Logan, please. Oh, Logan. Oh. So I saw Logan like a couple weeks ago. I don't know. I have no concept of time right now. But anyway, um, I went with my husband, and I don't want to, like, give too many spoilers away, but it is an amazing movie just being a movie. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't think about the X-Men stuff, it's still an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like, it's shot well. Everyone acts, like, on on cue. They're just, like, doing their best performances. It's so great. Oh, I just, I can't I, really praise it enough. I still it's, it's haven't gotten in. Is it yeah. like a wedding? Oh, you're going to love it. You need to. You're gonna it's love so it worth so it. It's yeah. so worth it. I have Queen an emotional feel. Queen and I get big feels from that movie. Yeah. And big, it's big feels. Queen, Queenie, Mother, did you know daughter, this father, will, daughter it won't ruin? Like, what's that, honey? Father-daughter feels. If you have, like, father-daughter issues oh. and you watch yeah, this, like, I, I, I have daddy. I have daddy issues, <laughs> so. Daddy. Yeah, it helped. Oh, and my dad was very aggressive, too, and I got that from uh-huh. him. So, definitely, but, it's, you know, uh, I mean, I, I have to talk about it after. About Wolverine being my father, though, because the, the, the problem with that is, is that, you know, there's been times where I wasn't thinking about Hugh Jackman as a daddy figure at all. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> It's very yes, complicated. You, see. you have to be able to switch He's roles in your mind very quickly, Alyssa. I know, <laughs> I know. It's like a switch, man. Because he's actually old in this movie, it, it makes him different. He's not like the young Wolverine that we all want yes, to Yes, he's like old bone, man Logan. You know? He's old man Logan. So cool. Old, old man and, he's old man Logan. Yep, yeah, he's old man Logan. It's great. It's really great. So and how, you know, how beautiful. May I ask you guys, how faithful to the comic is it? Because I actually have not read Old Man Logan. Not at all. 
It is a totally no, no, no. different old man Logan story. <laughs> yes, it is. Not, you have to think of it as like a different old man Logan spiritual. story. It's like, like a spiritual kind of successor thing. Yeah, spiritual successor. Yeah, it's okay. a spiritual thing. It has a spiritual feel, definitely. So. Oh, but, oh, and and so Patrick Stewart was, I mean, he's always amazing, but he got even better. And I'm watching oh. this movie, and this isn't going to ruin anything for anybody, but to me it felt like, you know, because he had to work really closely with, um, how do you say, James McAvoy, did his him younger professor ex? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he... You know, they those two, him and Fassbender playing Magneto, of course, wanted to bring something different. I mean, their characters are, you know, Magneto and Professor X when they're much younger. They're full of piss and vinegar, and they want to put their own stamp on it because they're actors. So they did. But I think when James was in the one where um, Patrick Stewart was with him and they had this scene together, you know, yeah. where the meeting of the minds, I don't, I don't know. I think I, I think that, like, the way James played the, the wildness of Professor X, I think that that got through to Patrick Stewart because I'm telling you, I just went through all of the old X-Men movies before watching Logan because I'm insane. And I watched, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, these came out, like, one every, like, few years, and I've really, like, well, forgotten some of this stuff. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. Plus, fucking Wolverines in, like, every fucking one. So, la, 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 la. It's a great time. Yep. But I'm, I'm going through it and watching it and seeing, you know, Patrick Stewart's performance, you know, as Professor X, you know, way older and, and all this after working with James and stuff and seeing his younger component, I think that it feels like he took some nods, some wild nods, because now that he's even older, it's almost like he's gone back to being wild yeah. a little bit. That wild spirit's still there. Too. So it's almost like he was influenced by James's performance, and that's beautiful if that's true. So. Well, he's not as restrained, right, because he's all messed up. Exactly. It's like the worst. It's like the worst. Like, you know, um, yeah. having a degenerative, you know, brain disease when you have the, like, the most powerful brain on the planet. Whoa. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. So. That's life for you, though. <laughs> now, everybody. It, it reminds me of, I haven't seen the movie yet, but it reminds me of Sarek when he, like, has Vulcan Alzheimer's, which is basically mm-hmm. when you suddenly you can't control your emotions anymore. Yep, you know, it was like it's, that. Basically it's that. like like your you empathy is too too great. Oh yeah. It's it's a terrifying yeah. thing. Yeah. And he's already he's already been trapped in a sense trapped in his mind, you know, his whole life. So it's yeah. just one more level of entrapment, this poor, poor man. So with great power. With great power. And so, then it, so it made me realize also like yeah. Did anybody see Kong Island yet? Have Have anybody seen Kong Island? Has anyone seen it? No, not I yet. Haven't. I heard it's it was much. a bunch of bustle and not much meat. I'm I don't really know. I'm so guilty yeah. about not catching Kong Island in theaters because it's that kind of film. Now I'm fingers yeah. crossed, and maybe it's going to play at the drive-in. I'm really hoping it plays at the drive-in because that would be a good. And the drive-in is awesome. open for yeah. another weekend. So, but I've seen it play at so other classic. drive-ins. I've seen it played other drive-ins, so I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed on that. Me. Oh, man. I, I'm really bummed that I haven't seen that movie. I, I, I actually feel it's like a sore spot that I haven't seen that movie yet. So it's Kaiju for crying. It's dinosaurs and King Kong and ah, Tom Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't seen it yet. So anyway, <laughs> so... Um, I did see, what did I, I just saw a big kid's film. What did I just see? Oh, I saw, I just told you, Queenie. What did I just see with my daughter? Oh, Power 
Rangers. Uh, of course. Power Rangers. I saw yeah. fucking Power Rangers and had a great time watching Power Rangers. And it's not a great movie. It's a good movie. It's not a great Way too much exposition. Oh, my God. Way too much. Way too much. But I guess if you were, like, eight and you've never actually seen the Power Rangers, even though with Netflix you can see, like, all the fucking Power Rangers like my daughter does. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, maybe it's cool. But there's enough updating to the characters of the kids that it actually makes it relevant, makes the kids interesting. I thought the kids were actually still interesting. You still, for some reason, for the leader, have to have a white, blue-eyed, blonde dude in the red costume. I, I I have mixed feelings about that, but but everybody else is jumbled up and mixed up in a groovy, like, awesome salad, if you know what I'm saying. Like, everyone's interesting. All the kids have backstory, and they obviously have places to go. And Elizabeth Banks was awesome as fucking Rita. Like, she was so badass. Like, you know, like, she's beautiful and terrifying. Okay, did you, you guys have both seen Suicide Squad, right? Yes. Okay. Enchantress was kind of lame. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but there's a but there's yeah. a lot of potential for her character. Like you could see, like her design was kind of cool, and oh, that yeah. kinda, at least in at least in the beginning. Well, that's what Elizabeth thinks is in Power Rangers. It's basically what the Enchantress should have been in Suicide Squad. That's what Elizabeth Banks is doing, and it's oh. actually so much better. Like, 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 I was, and she's doing the exact same thing. She's making a gigantic, yep. large, colossus, apocalyptic monster. Same M.O. Same M.O., right? It's like the same okay. story, almost. If you think about it, Suicide Squad and Power Rangers are almost the same story. <laughs> it's kind of funny that way. You know, I didn't it's even not put much that No, no, <laughs> But anyway, it's not it's not rocket science, but it is a lot of fun, and and Brian Cranston's post perfectly fine in it, and and uh, Bill Hader as the little like you know robot you know cat guy, he was fine too. So it was fun. So I did see Power Rangers uh, with my daughter, and uh, so I've caught all the kids films, and I caught Get Out, which I mentioned a, a couple episodes ago. So I'm not doing bad, but I feel like I could do better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I do. I, I actually, like, looked at the lineup last week on, at the theaters, and I looked at it, and I'm like, wow, eight out of nine of these movies, I would actually watch. When does that happen? It's a really strong spring <laughs> season. It's a very strong I spring season. I still get out. Because, like, you that movie's still... on my top of my list. Oh, and it should be on everybody's top of my list. It might even make my top ten. First, I wasn't sure it was going to make my top ten, but the more I sit on it, the more I listen to other people talk about it, and the more that I realize how much of a horror junkie Jordan Peele really is, and he's even more of a – he is truly – with that script, he is a fucking horror junkie. Holy shit, and he knows the 70s in particular. I can't wait to see what he does next. I mean, he's got potential fuck it is so cool it's so much fun but that screenplay is so good i think that's actually the jewel in that movie is the screenplay and i hope it gets nominated for an oscar but i doubt it will because nobody gives screenplay nods to horror ever except for silence it would be nice to have a first (laughs) you know 
The lobster got a nomination. At least that was something. But the invitation still yeah. should have been nominated. I'm still pissed about that. Sorry. I'll be back. Anyway, um, let me bring on our quick – we're in the middle – we're at the beginning of the community calendar, and we're going to go into this bitch because we've been talking about some stuff, and there's some shit going down all over the United States. So let's get this huge spring bag out. And I'll bring on my guest here. He's in the back, too. Oh, and he's heavy. Hello, Brad Slayton. You're on with the Sexy Witches. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are y'all? Hello. 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 Sexy Witches. Sexy Witches. This is Brad Slayton. Brad Slayton's Sexy Witches. He is the Yang to son of celluloid Nathan Hamilton's yin. He is the other mm. side of the Pick and Brains podcast. And unfortunately, he has some sad news to tell us about that today as well. Which I already kind of knew it was coming, but it was really hard to hear. So we're going to talk about that too at the end of this. But we have happier shit to talk about because he is here to talk about the coolest, most unsung film festival in the United States. And Brad, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Well, please oh, no. tell me what you're about. What you're about to do this weekend. Oh, the Chattanooga Film Festival. Hands down, my favorite weekend of the year. Every year. It's just amazing what they do for genre cinema. Every year. You've got uh, Joe Bob Briggs, who's kind of like the patron saint of the festival. He's got a presentation he does every year, like an hour, hour and a half presentation he does on film. Uh, Uva Boll is having a retirement party this year there which is insane. It's like a five-bar pub crawl uh, through the city with Uva Bowl, which that's a bucket list for anyone, I would imagine. Um, uh, and Chattanooga is a beautiful city to crawl in, too. It's a very nice city. I've been to Chattanooga, so. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got, you know, for horror fans, Adam Green's doing a 10th anniversary screening of Hatchet there. Uh, Joe Lynch is doing a 10th anniversary screening of Wrong Turn 2. Um, he's showing his new film, Mayhem, that's got uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead in it. Um, that's where Nathan and I met Elijah Wood like two years ago. It was quite odd. But, yeah, it's just cool people, cool genre people hanging out, talking film. It's a four-day party for horror. I mean, they've got other stuff, too. There's, like, a cat circus, I guess, where cats play musical instruments. So, <laughs> I don't, it's it's weird. I've never – this is the first year they're doing that, but some lady is bringing cats, and they're doing, like, a cat circus. And Bring it, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm open-minded. You know, why yeah, not? It's so. cats. It's circus. It can go on. Uh, Joe Lynch's Mayhem just played at South by Southwest and did really, really well. It was – it made varieties – top 10 uh, films coming out of South by Southwest. So that alone be a reason to go down and see that. But with UV Bowl's retirement party, um, you also have the Monster Squad uh, reunion, yes. right? Yes. Go ahead. I'm going to have to miss that. It's going against, it's going against Hatchet. I, like it bumps into the Hatchet screen. So it was either, I mean, I'm a diehard Monster Squad fan, but, I'm a, you know, for people that listen to the podcast, they know how I support Adam Green wholeheartedly. So I kind of feel like I have to go to the Adam Green hatchet screening as opposed you know, to the Monster funny. Squad. 
I just met Adam Green for the first time at Monster Mania a couple weeks ago, and and I was already like a fan of how he makes movies. If that makes any sense, but to meet him in person, yeah. I I would follow that man into hell. I <laughs> exactly. Well, and they're going to record a live episode of the movie Crypt there as well. That's another yeah. one of the events. Listen to I was just talking about it on the show. Listen to his last episode with Don Landis. It is so good, and he was about to hang it up. They were going to hang it up at 200 episodes, and they decided to move onward. So this is their first episode since they changed their mind. So that itself is worth going to do. Um, there's another horror film, a high-profile one playing there. First of all, they're do, they're one of the places doing the Donnie Darko special screening that's happening across the United States. The new 4K anniversary screening is going to be at Chattanooga. But there's also a high-profile horror film called The Void, and The Void's got a special screening, a one-day screening across the U.S., and one of those screenings happens to be at Chattanooga. And Brad, do you know anything about it, The Void? It is. Um, I watched uh, – I got a screener uh, yesterday, so watch the screener, and it is amazing. So and I'll have a review up on Friday, but whew, amazing. And where can they read this review, sir? That would be Tom Holland's Terror Time. So which we've had, Tom we've had a, we know Tom Holland. We've had Amy Humphreys on the show of Terror Time talk about it. Oh, so yeah. she's been on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely. Uh, we know Terra Time quite well here. Um, so great. So we'll definitely as soon as that's up, we'll make sure I post it on the sexy witch page so people can read it. Um, I'm yeah. super excited to hear about that. Uh, um, anything else that I should know about the screening that I didn't know? Because you're going to be there, so I believe I believe that's everything for anyone in the area. Come because I'm bringing Marcus Cook with me, uh, FX artist. So we're going to be raising horror hell for four days. So and, <laughs> it's going and, to be. And for fun. people who don't know who Marcus Cox is, he is the FX guy for the uh, Bloodshock series. The um, uh, Ah, you know what it is. Come on, Ronnie. Oh, my gosh. I'm blanking because I'm tired. Marcus, uh, Marcus, Marcus Cook. You know, Marcus Cook. Marcus yeah, Cook, the blood, yeah. Sorry, blood I was on I had to run to the phone. Oh, oh American did, Guinea uh, Pig. Circus. I just got it. American Guinea Pig. There we go. Yeah. Uh, well, so, so that's awesome. He did Circus of the Dead as well, you know, with yes, Bill Burr Jr. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Well, Marcus he, he works on so many movies. It's unreal. He does stuff on everything. He's, like, everywhere. And I yeah, saw him so on the panel at Days of the Dead, and that was a fun panel. So, yeah, uh, I missed yeah. that. We're, yeah, yeah, he was so. showing. I have pictures. I have pictures. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, great. <laughs> the blue panel really was a delight. And, Brad, thank you for, once again, having me on that panel at Days of the Dead Atlanta with, the, with you guys, you and Nathan and everybody. And I've had I've had Brittany Goldilock and I've had Sean Reed on my show already since the panel. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun panel. That was an awesome oh, was, panel to be on. That was a great ending to the whole thing, too. I thought that was a fun way to end the show. So, you know, oh, it was a good show. Yeah, so thank you for that, and you know, I, I'm a, it's always a pleasure, sir. Uh, now we know that unfortunately you told me, and I knew it was coming because Nathan kind of was hitting at it. Um, that yeah. uh, picking picking brains um, podcast that had its last episode about a week ago. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was at, uh, geez, I guess two days ago actually. Well, I mean, it posted two days. It recorded a week ago, but yeah, um, Brian Williams, you know, Harvest Lake, Blank Face. 
space babes from our space. It was just, I mean, it's been, I've been doing it six years, you know, and with the day job and with Tom Holland's stare time and wife and kids and everything else and conflicting schedule, you know, it just got too much to go, you know, like it was just too much. And it's like one of these has to go. And unfortunately that was what went. So it happens, you know, all the greats fall at some point. I think Muhammad Ali lost somewhere, right? So, so now that you guys are busting up picking brains, uh, uh, what I know you're going to focus on terror time, obviously, because that's what you're going yeah, yeah, to see yeah. Chattanooga with. Um, and is Nathan going to start? I would assume he's going to keep blogging or something. So yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Him. He'll be around, and it's not like yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nathan and I are always going to be around. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think after all the years we've raised hell together that you know we'll ever like fully disband. Like we'll still be at conventions, <laughs> you know, causing havoc. But um. I mean, yeah, it, it wouldn't be good to that again. You know, the yeah, first time I, I met you, you don't even remember me. That was the funny thing. The first <laughs> time you actually met me, you don't actually remember that moment. No, so, one, it's kind of like it's kind of like Woodstock. If you remember Woodstock, you weren't there. That's kind of like Days of the Dead. If you remember Days of the Dead, you weren't really there. You know, yeah, it's you like, were, what yeah. did I do? You know, it's, you take a picture with Byro, and everything goes to hell. You know. Well. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, Briro and I watched a Super. Uh, we watched the Super Bowl together. That was actually pretty funny. Uh, oh, at, so. at Jimmy's house? Did you all go to Jimmy's no, house? No, no, no. We, we missed. We it. missed the chili cook-off, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, we didn't actually make it to Jimmy's house, but we actually like created our own little like 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 mellow, awesome girl yeah, chat. And, bur- and and I was drinking bourbon and watching the game, and Lady Gaga was seeing Byro and talking shop. It was fun, actually. We had a good time. It was mellow and nice, and it was a good way. And then we got in our car and went home, you know, because it's, you know, it, it, Dance of the Dead is like magic. It's like this little island of, like, coolness for a while, and then the bubble bursts and then everyone has to go back to their little corners of the world. Right? I know. It's so, it's so sad. That's how I feel after every convention or, or film festival. It's just like, oh, man, it's over, you know, and everyone yeah. goes their own way. Yeah, they call that like a post-convention look kind of low. There's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, like, it's like in a vacation. A real, a true experiences always have a little lull after. And this way, if you go on an amazing vacation, yeah. often people are really sad afterwards. So, you know, yeah. it, it's the same thing. But they're more rewarding and more long-term, even with the lulls. It's actually healthier for you, and you live longer. So go ahead. Even if you can't afford signatures, at least pay for your way in, walk around, go see the panels, go see the movies. All of that's included in the price. And 30 bucks for a weekend, which a lot of the lower ends, to 75 for the higher ends, is not that terrible for three days of what you get, especially like Days of the Dead. I mean, you get the, you know, included in the Days of the Dead was, you know, the, the panel for the Stranger Things and, you know, all these people that were just amazing. You know, yeah, and so, and you'll, so, go ahead. You'll get you'll get sorority drunk wasted if you just stand on the smoking deck. You know, you, you go out <laughs> to the smoking deck and you people will start handing you flasks and bottles. Oh and, man, you know. the shenanigans are choice at Days of the Dead. But you know, there's also but there's a lot of great cons all over the country. I, not not just Days of the Dead. Like I said, Monster Palooza is this weekend, and a lot of the people that are at Days of the Dead go do that one too because it's the makeup card. I don't know if Marcus has ever done. 
that one, but I, I know I that. Know. He, just moved, he just moved out there, so maybe next year. What I know Billy is? Pond was out there, and he did he did Matchapalooza last year, I think, and then, of course, they always do Texas Frightmares, which is in May. Uh, so, yeah. you know, so there's, you know, there's a lot of great stuff, a lot of great things to do all over the United States this way. And I'm so excited that you get to go to Chattanooga because I, I, I've known about Chattanooga. It's been on my radar for a while, but I haven't been able to go to actually see the show, the, the show. So yeah. when I saw that you were, you said, Joe Bob Briggs. And I'm like, wait a minute, Joe Bob Briggs <laughs> is at Chattanooga. I put two and two together and that's when I wrote to you. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for yeah. coming on and giving yeah. us a quick yeah. shout out um and and look we'll look for that article and uh anything we should look for in the near near future like something that's about to post or along those lines uh, i don't so many interviews coming up um spoke with joe Lansdale, spoke with uh oh my god who directed tommy lee wallace that directed halloween three um so many so many interviews coming up so stick to terror time for just uh, yeah, that's getting my portion of picking brains essentially with the interviews. So if you've enjoyed the interview uh, episodes, that's kind of where those are going now. So like Joe Bob will be on Terror Time. So it's a uh, it's an exciting time. And just, I mean, the void, like I said, we were discussing it earlier. Um, it, it's this year's Baskin. Like it's just flipping insane. And I was just like, well, wow, okay, they did that. <laughs> I, that's but like uh, Queenie here put pick Baskin as her number one film of the year. So oh yeah, that was um, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just so great and creepy and weird. And fa- and father parks cars as a valet for a living. What <laughs> that awesome. thinking? What like looking? At, <laughs> yeah. I'm friends with I'm friends with him on Facebook, <laughs> and like I see him post pictures like of parking cars and like eating dinner <laughs> and shit like that, and I'm like. Or am I in hell? Like, what is going on <laughs> here? You know? Yeah, like, did I die? You know, it's kind of like a Beetlejuice yeah. thing. Like, did I die? <laughs> but wow, that sounds awesome. It, it is unbelievable. So, but well, thank y'all for thank, having me on. I, I truly thank you, Brad. I'm so glad you were on, and thank you for coming. Yeah, and come back on whenever you want. You can always, oh. if you're like bored and or drunk, which I know happens. Uh, <laughs> can see that's what happened with me and Brian on the last episode. Like we were just doing space Base from our space, and then somehow we ended up talking about snake handling churches and not knowing what killed his parents and how he could be Charlie Manson, but he's not. And all kinds of, like, it turned into, like, a two-hour-plus interview, and I'm like, that was weird, and we talked cults and all kinds of crazy shit and chicken nuggets, so it's kind of amazing. He loves his chicken nuggets. He's like a chicken nugget freak. Hilarious. Well, speaking of chicken nuggets, uh, Rick and Morty have actually pressure, put enough pressure on McDonald's, by the way, to make Mulan Szechuan sauce. So they're re-releasing no. the special edition Mulan Szechuan sauce. I'm sorry, the chicken <laughs> nuggets thing just made me remember that. I wanted to make sure. Rick and Morty is – I I, 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 I Rick and Morty. Now that I've started watching Rick and Morty finally, I, I have to admit, oh, my God, you guys are so right it's about amazing. that show. It is so good. Oh, my God. So, Brad, thank Great. you. Thank you. Enjoy Chattanooga. Thank you. I can't wait to, to, to see Absolutely. your reviews and, and, and your interviews. Much love to you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great night, all right? 
Good night. Please. You too. Good night. Bye. Good night. So that was Brad Slayton, formerly of the Picking Brains podcast, but is still employed with Terror Time, which we've had uh, correspondence from Terror Time on this show before, Amy Humphreys in season one. Uh, so, um, and that's Tom Holland of Bright Night Frames website. So, website. so it's pretty awesome. So he's right. He's for cool people, and he's going to Chattanooga. Congratulations, Brad Slate. That sounds like a kick-ass job. So I'm super jealous of him right now in all the right ways. Or am I envious? I think I'm envious. I'm not jealous. I'm envious. So I'm not at least in it today. Anyway, ladies, we got more to talk about. We got business. You want some business? We got business. We got business. What is our business? It's business. We got business. business. I just put my business talk on. No. For two whole minutes? It's, we got business. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You got the joke. Come on. It's business. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish you I wish I went to go see them last year on their tour. I saw yeah. them in Philadelphia. Nice. They're they were so awesome. cute. I don't know if they're doing that show anymore, but, you know, Jermaine, of course, you know, from you know what they do in the shadows, he's amazing, and they're, it's all about those little videos in the show that they do. And did what? you guys catch the episode where he had like the business socks one? He's like talking about yeah. getting busy with his lady, and then he's got down, he's got his business socks. His oh business yeah, socks. it's, it's so right. great. No, I love no, him. No. Well, it, it, he's so it, ugly. He's so ugly. Sexy. There isn't. There's a new. There's. They have new material, and they're. It, they said they are writing a third season, but I don't know if it's gone to production yet. So, uh, and right now they're still, they're still filming, I know so much about these guys. Uh, <laughs> they're still filming <laughs> werewolves right now, or they're in post-production for werewolves right now. So that is actually werewolves. the project they're focusing on. I love it. It's all, I love it's it. Almost, Me too. But, so but that's, the next, that's the next thing I think that's coming at. Because don't forget, the director, you know, te- what's how is Takita, what I always Fuck up his name. I hate that. I forget his name. Yeah. Um, you know, because he also did uh, Wildebeest this year, which was pretty good, and Eagle versus Shark, and he's also doing, you got to remember, he's doing Thor Ragnarok, so he's kind of busy uh, yeah. <laughs> right now. So, you know, he's about to, can you believe that? Our little indie cool New Zealand director is about to direct some of the biggest fucking Marvel movies. Yeah, I didn't realize that he was doing Ragnarok. That's crazy. Yeah, it is fucking crazy. It's it's going to wow. be crazy. It's going to be awesome, actually. I, I'll go <laughs> just because I'm excited direct. for it. Yeah, I, only because he's directing, I'm going to go. It'll be a good time. Yeah, so Thor's so growing on me. I didn't like Thor at first. I didn't like his character on, on screen. I he really didn't. Him. And he's grown on me. Yeah. You know. I'm a Loki so. person. You love him? Yeah. Oh, I love Loki, yeah. I oh, thought Loki, I yeah. Like, Is it the character of Loki the, or do you like the, the actor? <laughs> I like Tom Hilson. Yeah, but, I, I, but yes. I think he's actually, honestly, I liked him more in the first Thor movie. I thought his performance was really good in that film. I didn't think so much in Avengers, even though I liked the Avengers movie more. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. he's too much, uh, you know, I'm going to rip your eyes out, ah, you know, whatever. Well, there's so many, so many, it's such a smorgasbord of players, too. Those movies are just big smash-ups where it's like there's so well, many but, characters but he still has the best line in the movie because he gets his ass whooped 
Like, whoops, yeah. my Hulk. And then he's like, oh, the I Hulk think thing? I'll have that. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then he goes, I think I have that drink so now. Funny. I mean, he's just awesome, you know. It's like, you know, because what else do you say after you get your ass whooped by the Hulk, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, I totally understand. So, so let me get so back funny. to business. Uh, at the end of this week, ladies, we got to do it. I've got to do this, too. I haven't voted yet. The Rondo Hatton Classic Core Awards um, are closing. Oh, yeah. The open vote happening. So I have a few people. That's There's warm. a lot of people on the list. They're all deserving. But I wanted to shout out to a few specifically that we either know or been on the show or met or, you know, or associated with. And, and so I wanted to say, so these are for your consideration, ladies. All right. For best short. The stylist, we know about Jill Six, and we'd love to see her win. She's been cleaning up. Uh, I voted for her to win a fright meter. I think Queenie did too, and uh, she won. So, um, so the stylist for best short, Uh, Nathan Hanneman, who does uh, he's the horror promoter, but he also writes um, and he's a best article. So give him a shout out for that. And um, and then of course our boy JK, the Horror Happens Radio, uh, he is up for best multimedia. So uh, he, this is his third nomination. So congratulations JK, who has the show on Tuesdays live every day. Uh, preceding oh, my show. And so yay to JK. <laughs> we love JK. So I, and he's actually who I'm going to yes. vote for. I'm going to straight it right now. But my boy, Count Ford Duvall, is also up for multimedia, but he's up for a lot of other things, too. So I'm not too worried about Count Ford Duvall. He's already been uh, inducted as a monster kid. He's doing really well. But he's up for multimedia, and we love him. He's been on the show. Um, Days of the Dead and Scares the Cares Charity Weekend, both of them are up for Best Convention. So not big surprise there at all. Um, Count Ford Duvall and Blogfest are up for both live event. Count Ford Duvall's been hosting the live AFI events for the last couple of years. Um, and I went to, I've gone to a few of them, and they're great, and they're fun, and so he's up for the award for that. And Blobfest, of course, I did the run out this year, and the run out is up for uh, award. So, woohoo, run out is always up for an award. It's so much fun. And um, then on Horror Host, you got D. Graves, and you've got, uh, who's a uh, face of a friend of mine that I've been talking to for a while. He's a horror host. And Count Gordeval again, and then our boy up in Blobfest, Mr. Lobo. Definitely, he's been on the show as well. He was in our Halloween episode. So he's also up for Rondo. So all those people are up for Rondos. Congratulations, everyone's nominated. Think about voting for our folks. And if even if you don't vote for these guys, the uh, Rondos are open until the 16th. And it's awesome. It's, it's not just about movies. It's about multimedia, live events, the covers, action figures, favorite articles. Even DVD Extra is nominated. It has a category. This is really great shit. So I love the Rondos, and the Rondos are a lot of people. It would be the only, the only award if I ever got an award for anything, I would want it to be a Rondo. So that's it. I'm never gonna win an Oscar. I could win a Rondo. <laughs> what do you think, girl ladies? Maybe. I don't think it's possible. Who knows? Maybe, Maybe possible. who knows? And I just want to help others win Rondos. It's just as good. So, right. Well, anyway. Yeah. So anyway, that's our business, and I have already posted on my page and on uh, our sexy witches the information on the rondo, so you can find that easy enough. Uh, so, uh, but continue onwards. Uh, we're going to go overseas, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to pack our bags and go and fly to the United Kingdom because one of the hottest horror festivals in the country happens to be, or actually, it's not even a horror festival. It's really weird, but it's awesome. Is in Birmingham in the United Kingdom, which has been. Uh, uh, Birmingham's pretty badass little place. Um, 
And they have the Flat Pack Film Festival, which is six days of full-spectrum movies of all sorts of stuff, okay? It's a, a venture, experimental animations and documentaries and performance and holograph installations and all sorts of weird – it's like it's performance art and all those weird fringy stuff that you don't think about except for when you go to art installations, like they play in corners of those things. But this is like a collection of these motherfuckers. It's like all sorts of stuff. And the website is insane. Go to this. Check out. So if you happen to be in the United Kingdom and you happen to be in England and Birmingham, go see uh, the Flat Pack Film Festival. It's the 4th through the 9th. So it starts tonight. It's already started, actually, because tomorrow's already happening there. So, <laughs> uh, so that's awesome. Uh, now, a little closer to home, and look, this, there's 187 United States cities playing it in 44 states. So look for this tonight. It's a little late for us East Coasters, but Queenie, you're not on the East Coast. Yes. Nope. Uh, it's, it's still happening. Um, there's a special screening. for Today is National Screening Day, by the way, which I never knew okay. there was National Screening Day. Okay. But <laughs> Me the, the, there's a joint a group of uh, independent film theaters, okay, it's all independent uh, run chains, that are playing the movie 1984. And it's in direct protest of my Uber boss because um, he wants to cut the funding to the National Endowment of the Arts. Wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, like I said, on the West, it's, I think it was at 7 o'clock, so it's a little late for us, but some West Coasty people might be able to still catch it. Um, or if not, you know, it's just awesome that it's happening. I wanted to make sure I shout it yeah. out because that's a really weird movie. John Hurt died recently, of course. He died about a month yep. ago. So, um, so it's a good way to give him some love too. So, and it's a weird movie. Oh, and the and and Evangel was it Evangelist? Isn't that the ones that did the score? It's so it's got a really, really weird score too. Uh, you know, they're the same guys that did the score to uh, Blade Runner. So, uh, you know, oh, it's. Cool. It's it's a really weird movie, but it's a good movie. So that's playing all over the United States. Now, another the other major screening that's happening, this one's happening tomorrow. So you guys can catch this. Um, starting tomorrow, uh, The Void's going to start screening across the United States. So look for it. <laughs> it's going to play one day, one day across the United States. And it's playing um, the, the, the nearest one to me, unfortunately, is Philadelphia. Pisses me off. Like, I would really love to see this movie. It's not playing me anywhere too. near me. Anywhere Although near I'm me. Curi- I'm, I'm curious if it's just, like, sometimes it kind of just looks like a different take on the thing. You know, it's like they're trying to bring back the... But, hmm. but I, mean, I, I, trust, I, I definitely I have trust to see it. Brad's, but I trust Brad's opinion on horror. He watches the mm. same stuff we do. So if he mm. liked it, there must be some value. But we'll have to see. I kind of love this kind of weird stuff like that. Anyway, and it's, but it's, like, I, it's like one of the Astron 6 guys, right, that's directing it? That directed I it? think so. Yeah, I think it, yeah. that's right. So uh, now it's playing in Asheville, Boston, Chattanooga Film Festival, like I said, Chicago, Illinois, Columbus, Dallas, El Paso, Gainesville, Los Angeles, Grand Rapids, Houston, Ithaca, Kansas City, Lancaster, Lansing, Michigan, who knew? Three screens in Lansing, Michigan, ladies. They must really like their weird horror. I mean, and it's playing in great theaters, too. The historic howl there. I mean, come on. This is playing in really nice theaters. Um, Lubbock, uh, the, uh, Miami, Noblesville, Indiana, Phoenix, 
Arizona, Pittsburgh, Salt Lake City, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, Tulsa, and New York City. So that's um, so, and then um, so look for it. It's first screening, like I said, it's tomorrow, and most of the screenings will be on the seventh. So look for a screening near you of The Void and go see a horror film that is the buzz of the year so so far. So so far, though, I have to say in general that I think the horror that we're getting for the last couple years has been pretty fucking solid. Uh, yeah. You know, so. It has. Last year ended up being a definite solid year. Like, I was – there was a lull for me after the, the Witch came out at the beginning of the year, and it was, like, really solid, like, really good. Krampus came out at the very end, so that was still, you know, counted for some people because it was very end of – you know. But it's, by the end of the year, it ended up very strong. And now this year, for me, it's like, bam, one after another. And we're, we're only in, you know, barely in April, and it seems like we've had some heavy hitters already. I haven't seen Get Out yet, but I know it's, it's like, it's big. And The Girl with All the Gifts, really good. The Autopsy of Jane Doe, solid. There's just been some big ones. You know, and like playing in, in playing wide release too. So that's another thing I've, I've noticed. You know, the the indie people are, are graping more and more. But like that's the thing. Ever since Dexter, horror's been going mainstream. Dexter, Dexter and Walking Dead is bad for indie because then Hollywood wants to like have all the horror because they realize they're making money off it. Plus, it's a good turnaround. You do it cheaper and then make a lot of money. So they want it all, and they're making taking steps. It seems to push out the tiny guys like getting rid of the indie, indie indie people on Amazon Prime. There was a whole thing with that. They were dropping Harvest Lake and some others, and they were giving kind of like a blanket statement reason, like, oh, you know, it's it's nudity and this and that. And it's like, well, there's so many others with violence and nudity. What is it? It's that they don't want you going and playing that <laughs> which, for, you know, for free. Which I find to be a fallacy argument, because if I'm paying for Prime, it is my yeah. account. So if it yeah, was offered exactly. in Prime initially, and then they pull it because of for censorship reasons, no, that's my control. No, but think about it. Think mine. about it. If you if you have Prime and you you're right, if you pay for Prime, you want to get your Prime's worth. So you're going to watch those movies. And I think part of part of what was going on is they figured out people were just watching the Prime movies and not paying because Amazon also has the paid service for streaming of movies. So they want to they want to promote that. They don't want to give everything to Prime. So I think there's a little bit of that in there going on as well. Well, you know, we'll have to see because, I, I, you know, I, right now Hulu is starting to be better than them. Uh, they go back and forth. Hulu and yeah, maybe there, maybe there needs to be a new platform. Did you guys know that um, Full Moon has its own streaming service where it's well, like course, just Full Moon stuff? So I'm of like, course, why, why, does, why don't the indie people get together and do that? And there is one. There's like an indie place where people can go and like, put their stuff on it, but I've heard differing things as to like what you make. But in general when you do VOD you don't usually make a uh, lot. There it's there a, is one I like called Horror Hall. Um and they mm-hmm. tend to have a decent collection of free films. They have to deal with commercials right. but it's actually pretty good. And and they have a decent selection. Uh, I used them during the madness this year because they had a few scary uh clown movies on there, including Clown Town, which is one of my oh, you know, great. so I was like, yeah, so uh so I like horror hall. So and Queenie, that's a good cheap free way to get some nice free horror film. So you'll yeah. be completely happy. So um, so uh, so we can so go see the void. And if you don't want to see the void, um, the Kansas City Film Festival also is on the fifth. I told you this is film festival crazy. And my girl, once again, Jill Six, her movie The Stylist is playing there again. Another film festival chunk off the list for her. 
congratulations, Jill. You are just rocking it. You are a true female master of horror at this point. So we love her. Uh, so if she wins the Rondo, then, uh, you know, she's done everything that she could possibly do to be awesome. What, you know, what else in life is there to do? So it's awesome. Well, well she'll do more, I'm sure. Uh, okay, so I'm just rambling at this point. Uh, so now back closer to Philadelphia again. Okay, uh, I told you the media conventions are starting to go crazy. We already talked about the Salt City Film Festival, but we have now what we have also the Washington Film Festival at E Street here in D.C. Back in my area, um, and it's one of the most exciting. They do it's all new lineups. It's local artists. And um, it's it's a really good, solid film festival, lots of good shorts. Uh, so check out the Washington Film Festival at the East Street Theater on the 11th. But I just wanted to jump back, though, because i got two media conventions to talk about. One is on April 7th, goes to the 9th. And this one, guys, we already talked about Monster Palooza. This is the East Coast equivalent of awesome. Are you ready? If you're not in L.A., this is where you want to be. Ready? Hold on to your butts. This is, this is the lineup. Headliner is my boy, Alan Tudyk, which we always want to go see. Always, right? Um, once again, we got Doctor Who, the sixth Doctor Who, Colin Baker, who was just up here in D.C. at um, Regeneration 3, uh, Jewel Strait of Firefly. But then we got, also got Brianna Hildebrand of Deadpool, who plays uh, Negahead, Warhead, Teenage Warhead, which is like the coolest name ever, right? Uh, LeVar Burton and Marina Sirtis from Star Trek The Next Generation. And you got Paul Freeman, Bill Ox. Matter of fact, they're doing this whole Raiders of the Lost Ark reunion thing, minus, like, of course, Harrison Ford. But, you know, but Belloc's going to be there. And a bunch of the side players from Star Wars are going to be there, including one of my bucket list people to me. It's a small bucket list person, but I still got to meet this guy. The guy who played Wedge and Tilly's on the first original Star Wars movies, like, my favorite character is going to be at Philly, Greater Philly Comic Con. And those are just the, the nerdy names. There's all sorts of other stuff. It's a huge lineup, a great Philadelphia Comic Con, and that's the 7th to the 9th. And if you're super nerdy, you're going to go down to Orlando because on the 14th is this annual Star Wars celebration. And this gets even more insane, guys. The headliner is Warwick Davis, who played, of course, in the movies, but Ryan Johnson, the director who is, like, the director of Brick, okay? This guy directed Brick. Brick is a great film, and now he's doing a Star Wars movie. Ryan Johnson's going to be there, and Kathleen Kennedy, the producer herself, is going to be there. But here's the big buzz. This comes from Aaron Kogan, our cousin. He gave us this. The news is that Hayden Christensen is also going to be there, though he's not on the list, right? He played early Vader, right? He played Anakin Skywalker in the, in the, in the, the, the one through three, right? The buzz is, is he might be there to announce, get this, hold on to your butts. This is the hold on to your butts thing. A Darth Vader standalone movie. No. Starring really? him? Starring him? Fuck no. Yep. Yeah. Please no. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even, yep. I, I've never even liked Hayden in anything else he ever did either. I just, he has like the, no. the charisma of a fucking couch. <laughs> I think no, my couch, is, actually I want to I fuck my couch more. I don't usually like sharing this shit. It's the rumor. It's right now. Let's consider this a rumor, okay? We're not gonna like tell everyone that this is truth, but it's but Aaron Kogan, my boy, when he drops a rumor like that, usually it's pretty accurate. So we'll have to see. Oh, I believe Aaron. That. I believe Aaron. I'm just yeah. like shit. Not Hayden. Do not want. Do not want. Wooden Hayden. 
Yeah, do not want. Exactly. Do, do not, not want. want. Kill it. Wait, kill it with fire. Wait, they tried that. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. We'll see. But, he's, he's, I mean, it's been many years. And honestly, the the worst one was Clone Wars. And that's when it was, like, so, so painful. Remember all, like, the love scenes with him and Natalie Portman? And she's, uh, I mean, she was just, like, nominated for Jackie. I mean, she's know, way I, up, I, up there. I, I want to tell you something about that screening. Uh, 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 it was a painful see, movie. I went to see Clones in National Amusements, which is this huge complex in New Jersey on the edge of the Hudson River right across from New York. Okay, you can fucking see Manhattan from this fucking theater. And I also saw, by the way, Incredibles there. It's a pretty big theater, right? So I'm watching this fucking movie. It is the first digital projection I have ever seen. It's the first time. Yes, it was. It was the first digital projection. I was all wowed by that, but the movie sucked ass. Well, it, it took 20 minutes for the projector to actually work. Like, it broke oh, down, no. and we had to wait for it. Um, oh, no. And then, and, and then, like, like it finally gets going, and we're watching the movie, and I, and it's taken so long. And I had one of those ginormous, ginormous, like, sodas. You know, this is Jersey-sized soda. You know what this is about, Bonnie. Jersey-sized yeah, soda. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I have to fucking pee. So I go pee. And you know, guess what? I went pee. Right during the love scene where they're rolling around in the meadow. I didn't see it the first time. I missed it completely. I went pee. I came back. They were back to fighting that, you know, bad guys, right? All of the, so all of the lovey dialect, dialogue was so wooden and horrible. And I blame George. His direct, <laughs> he directs dialogue like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Crazy. It was so funny, though, because I totally didn't see it until, like, after I watched the second time. And I'm like, wow, this is as bad as – I didn't remember being this bad. Like, wow, I guess it is this bad. I, <laughs> it, I, it was, I was pretty like, bad. He should not direct movies. He should write movies and have other people direct them. Absolutely. <laughs> and he should also stop having his children name all of the characters. Like Tuku and Dinga and Haha and yeah, that that should stop. Well, you know, yes, that's, uh, I'm, just, you know I'm, I'm always I'm always He did just sell the property to Disney. Now they get to name them Pupu and Haha and whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they want to name them. So you know, ben, right? you ask, did Aaron bring this up? Um, there's I heard a little buzz about possibly because you know it's been ten years or more now because you know Star Wars got changed. Like, all the, the CG stuff was forever ago now, but it's, you know, it seems fresh in our minds that we were just geeks around the corner complaining about it, whether or not we, like, thought it was awesome and that he, you know, should be able to do whatever he wants with, with his art, or we, like, vehemently were, like, vehemently, like, no, this is just wrong. I am in the latter. I think it, I just, I think so much time had gone by as well that you don't go back and just change a bunch of stuff like that. And then not only release it, but then save the originals, like hoard the originals from the public and be like, you are not allowed yeah. to watch these. They don't exist. I think that's a little, taking a little like fucking a too far. Yeah, it's taking a little too fucking too far. And there's some, some bubbling now that, that those might get released now, you see. Yeah, oh. well, like oh. I said, oh, I, 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 there goes my pinky to my pinky. Well, have to see. I, I bought a Laserdisc player, so I have specifically the cut I want. Oh, you suck. I want so, one. You know, oh. uh, so we'll have to see what they, what's all compare it to what was released before. So we'll have to see. Exactly. Uh, but... Now, so it's been an awesome week, and I will say that that April is just beginning when it comes to geekdom, and DVD and television theater is no exception. Uh, 
first of all, tonight on Fox, iZombie Drops. And I love that show. We talked about it already once on this uh, episode. Um, it's growing on me. It's growing on it's, me. It's, it's, but it's, it grows it's on recreational. You. Keep with it. Keep with it. It's, it's recreational, not, it's not, but I like it. Yeah, no, it's very light. I'm not saying it's, it's like, I'm not saying Shakespeare or anything, but it grows on it's you. Fun. And the girl that plays Liv is totally adorable. And, and, and uh, you know, the stories are even kind of compelling. I mean, I really enjoy the show. Well, it's, it's kind of funny because it's, it doesn't ruin anything for anyone because you find out very quickly. But, like, as she she's in a position where, she, you know, she can get a hold of brains. And, like, depending on which brain she eats, she'll consume, she'll, like, take on parts of that person's personality and it helps her to solve the crime at hand in, in the episode and it's interesting yeah. how she'll manifest these things and it's almost better like we had a whole show called dollhouse and it was all like joss whedon was like yeah and elijah Dusku, she you know she's so underrated she can fucking do anything and then we see the show and she really wasn't that dynamic i almost think this this comedian in i zombie is like more dynamic in her different portrayals of like different parts of of finding different parts of her own personality through eating well, these people, in a sense. I, I like her a lot, and I would I would still say, I think, of, if we're going to go and compare performances along these lines, that Tatiana from Orphan Black has probably got everybody Oh, else. hell yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I can't touch it. Uh, yeah, I can't touch that. But this is a pleasant, <laughs> like, this is, but they're not even the same type of show. It's not even fair to compare the two, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. The vibes are so far apart. No, but I think my point <laughs> is that it surprises me that it's a, that I'm getting such a, a range from a, a person that is, like, literally, you know, her, her and I, Dami, she's, she's it's, it's comedy. She's a comedian. So oh, I'm, I'm she, very, like, I'm very touched that there's such diversity in her performance. I like that. That's what's I, I, drawing yeah, me back. Yeah, so, and, and it does grow on you. And, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I felt the same way. First, I was like, I was like the first season's like, but at the end zombie. of the second season, I'm like, okay, I'm totally on board. So, uh, and, yeah. so I'll be dropped on Fox tonight, so season three. So we're all looking forward to it. And I think this is the first time, though, the season's going to change formula. So that's always a big scary thing when they do that, when they change the up like the you know the the detective formula is going to kind of go to the wayside now because we're going to hit this whole new thing about zombie mm, armies and stuff. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, um, don't forget for us Blu-ray DVD hoarders, which are still a few of people that listen to my show, definitely are DVD collectors. For people that really liked it, Rogue One did drop on Blu-ray today. So uh, don't forget to pick it up if you're into that. Um, I I like the movie. I don't know if I love the movie. Uh, I, I didn't I, love it. I, didn't love it. I didn't love didn't it. Love it. I, I, I sat on it for a while. I think the last shot is gorgeous. I think that is one of the mm-hmm. most beautiful poetic yeah. shots I've seen in a while in a mainstream movie. Uh, but uh, I, I, I really want to see the original cut. It exists. I wonder if they'll ever actually release it. Probably not. I don't but know. I, if that, I don't know. If, I don't know if an original cut will make it any better for me because really, what it boils down to for me, Elizabeth, is that there's no character arcs. Like, not one character has a proper arc, in my opinion. Like, even the well, main chick, she doesn't really change. I, I, she doesn't really change. I think there's there's concepts in there. Like, I think there's things that are like good. You can pull from it. Like, it's just not as good, you know, it, the whole isn't as good as some of its parts. I think there's, like, I you think know, I think, personally, it, it plays me like they didn't want to make her have flaws because they didn't want to make her unlikable. They we're so excited about making women strong that, unfortunately, we're making them too perfect in roles, and they're they're not yeah. fallible, and that's not real. That's not a real yeah, character. I totally agree with that. Well, 
Thank you, honey. Well, I knew she'd notice that. Preach. Yeah, oh, but, but I, I love it. I love strong females. I want them everywhere. I want to fight with them. I want to fuck them. I love them. But, you know, well, thank you. Right? I, I, I want to see the alternate footage. I want to see what it, what it went down to record. I'm really curious. Yes, I, I agree so, with you. So, it would, it, yeah. definitely. It's Star Wars. you got to see it, you know? It was, it was and shot, it, it, and it was recut. I remember when they talked about recutting it to lightening the tone. I was like, oh, now maybe it should maybe have been the heavier tone. So, anyway, but speaking of light tones, we're off the air in about a minute, ladies. We got to go. So, uh, I want one um, more reminder. <laughs> 414, next Friday, mark it down, it is a very important day. It is Mystery Science Theater 3000 Day. Very, very important. The new season drops for everybody now. If you you were a paid person, you get it two days early. Uh, But for everybody else, it's seven days from now. And um, our next show will be 418 which will be that following Tuesday, and I'm going to have Uh-oh. Aaron Token on. wonder what going to talk about. And Aaron Polk <laughs> is coming on, and guess what? We are going to – now, we are going to review the fuck out of Mystery Science Theater 3000, the new season, and uh, we are going to deep dive. And uh, nice. so if you join us – and we will also preview Chiller Theater in New Jersey, which I'm going to attend with Aaron Marie on oh, you're the 22nd going. of April. Oh, cool. on the next show that's 418 live at 9 p.m. but you can stream us at any time we are the archivist for sexy witches i want to thank again may bell and brad slayton my guests and aaron because for being on the show and of course bonnie thank you for subbing for aaron marie tonight i appreciate it oh thank you so much for having me hunt yeah i mean you were slated but you did actually help fill in that void so thank you so much and also queenie (laughs) thank you for being on the show as always Keeping the Not West the Coast will be out there. <laughs> and uh, we will uh, definitely talk again soon. I'm looking forward to it. So, ladies, I'm leaving you tonight with this my favorite viral video so far of 2000, of 2017. And it's this video by this guy. It's called Chicken Attack, which is this famous, like, um, uh, uh, yodeler in, in Japan and so anyway it, 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 I will post the video and you can watch it it is brilliant chicken attack remember this I can speak to all animals but chickens are the best and we leave you tonight with chicken attack thank you all have a good night blessed be and good film hunting You should know that the man with the power of nature can bring you to the end of your life. And you should know by my side and the look in my eyes that you are about to be massively forced to give up. Chicken attack. Chicken attack. But you are back to fall asleep to play. Then my love come back for them. Come on, chicken attack. Go chicken go. Oh, 
the power of nature You are never alone And you can't live it long Every beat, every tree Follow me to the end And you are about to be my surprise Chicken attack Chicken attack Watch your back The police face to play Then my love come Let's pass them Come on, chicken attack Perhaps your own money, I give you this chicken today. It's egg for your dinner, it's like for next winter, you won't have to steal again. What is this? 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 What is 心配するな。Go chicken go, go chicken go, go chicken go, go chicken go, go